0: Saturday, you don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out, do every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair, <laughs> New York City, Ric Flair. You're gonna find out what hard is all about. I knew exactly. What I want to do, you say I'm insane, I say thank you very much!
1: Make, make it, make a make it, make it, make it, make it, make it,
0: Hit the make it, make it, make it, make I've got to stop and profile like never before. guys talk about being students of the game i am the game jr Is a good one to play good one to start out with when you're a little tired i got to admit i wasn't feeling the cold open that's why i didn't do it i'm not going to put you all through it if i ain't down with it but anyway what is going on it is dirt sheet dudes Boxman right here and smiggity smark Wahlberg right over there what is up smart sir What's going on? oh, man, one of those days one of those days
1: yeah, everybody appears to be tired today you saying you're tired I was feeling kind of tired that's because he's saying he's tired it's just one of those days yeah it's uh I don't
0: know, man it's just been like I said yesterday the the the, the 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 fucking school scares the shit out of my kid because he sneezed and sniffed in class and they took him out and called us and we had to get him tested for shit. My wife had to run him around um yeah, shit costs money, dude. What the fuck, man? I mean... I've had a really rough week, man. I don't want to sit here and boo-hoo. But uh, it's been a rough week. Rough week. Very rough oh, week. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. Then I missed some of AEW because my wife accidentally... You know, her little knee scooter ran over my daughter's hand. She was screaming <laughs> bloody murder. I know, it's funny now. It wasn't then, <laughs> but... Oh my god, if you heard her scream. She was doing the
1: <laughs>
0: cry and scream. You know that one?
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. You're trying not to, but you really just can't help it. Oh,
0: she was not even catching her breath. It would just been a rough few days for the uh for the family. For the for the box family. But uh we'll be good. We'll be good. Um wife's gonna be wife's actually leaving Friday for a few days, so how bad could it be if I'm by myself? You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Me, and,
0: me and Smart will get some shit done this weekend. Get some, maybe a little Anchor commercial done. Maybe a few more things, but we will definitely get some shit done this weekend. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and, um, we'll go ahead and knock the plugs out. And then we're going to go ahead and jump on into Raw. Let's hope we can knock out Raw. AEW. Wow. What a. Got a surreal show tonight. Um, I'm not sure what other word to use for it, but yeesh. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get these plugs knocked out real quick. I'm going to play a generic little song in the background here so we don't get another little tag. For some reason, Palmer 55 never does, but I'm going to rock this little song in the background for you guys. Anyway, of course, we always start out with the great guys that are over there at the high marks. And you know where you can check them out. You can check them out here on Mixed where on mixer mixer.com slash metal mitt network that's right the metal mitt network two t's in mitt catch them 8 30 p.m eastern time sundays all you're doing is dreading going back to work you might as well just listen to them and enjoy the night before you go to bed and of course you got bobby anthony and bobby blades on the inhuman experience check those guys out subscribe to that channel you'll get more than just the inhuman experience you'll get the old guy metal cast and a few more shows. Uh, and, of course, everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. I want y'all to check out those guys. You can check them out over on the Blog Talk Radio. You can check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And Stephen Milan, always sharing the show, and it is appreciated. Check him out over there reviewing movies over there at Letterboxd, so Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan when you look that up. And you guys know where to find us, Stitcher, iHeart, Spreaker. You can get us on Anchor, YouTube... Anywhere
1: you find a fine podcast. Smart. Yes, sir. Mondays is on the Metal Mid Podcast Network. Right here on the Mixed 3 device. Be sure to check out Cheese on Sports with Cheese, Man the Cheese, and pastoral. Sundays, 10.30 on the Metal Mid Podcast Network. It's 10.30 a.m. Crying earthy birds out there. Mm. It is the Motor City Machine Guns with Mojo and Dirk. And, bless but never at least be sure to check out our friends at Planet. Alright. That's the Planet. we wrap our podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Davis, and here We have Nasty all along. 16 episodes available for you listening. Clone Azure. Be sure to subscribe for season 2. Come at you. There you go. Thank you
0: rhyming all right so there you go we got plugged on i can turn that music down i can pause that music (coughs) um i know smark is uh still sans microphone i've got one here i need to send out to him um i'm still trying to track down one of my xlr chords but i got a mic and a a little interface to send to smark next time hopefully we hear smark he's going to be modulating master smarky man anyway on that note I think we should go ahead and jump into the raw. Uh, <laughs> so wow. Um, I guess we'll just go ahead and <laughs>
1: start of the <laughs> So wow is a great way to begin. And the funny part is while I'm watching the show, the entire hour and a half review viewing experience. I keep hearing in the back of my head your ominous words, perhaps the most bleak thing I've ever heard uttered on this podcast, and that is, this is what they had planned for WrestleMania. So think about that for Mm. a while, because this is like the height of their creative endeavors. We're going to get like that lull between like May and July until they start building up for SummerSlam, where they just got nothing, so they're not even trying. Yeah. And it's like, if this is like their A material... We're going to be in for a long year. Yeah, I mean, we've got... uh, I mean, we
0: start out with Drew. He's backstage talking about the... I'm just going to call it. It's a bounty on his head is what it is. Um, He's talking about Lashley, the 24-7 crew. Drew dares them all to come after him, but we basically start the show with the Hurt Business Break it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we did say last week's market looks like it was coming to that. It was going to be just the hurt business was going to be MVP and Bobby Lashley. Which honestly, if if you don't have the gold on Shelton and Cedric, I kind of get it. I'm really I'm not as upset about this as I thought as, as I thought I might be. Um, they've been great, but. We still have MVP. We still got Lashley. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, those two guys were the I mean they were ninety percent of the good shit anyway, right? In my opinion.
1: Yeah, you could say that. I mean, you know, you Shelton and Cedric were both good wrestlers, but in terms of like the actual entertaining like segments and vignettes and what's not, that was mainly MVP and Lashley that we were responsible for the building loops. Right. Yeah,
0: and I mean, I, I've, I've got no issues with Cedric and, and Shelton. They're they're very talented guys. I've said that many times, but I mean, basically, we get them out there, and, you know, Lashley comes out. All We got them all out there. MVP has an announcement, and he says Lashley, his announcement is Lashley's walking into Mania as champion and leaving as champion. Um, and they're just trying to give someone else a chance with the bounty on his head. We're just trying to give someone else a chance. We're good guys. We're good guys, Mark. They're the They're good guys,
1: yeah, right. Exactly. That's a cool
0: opportunity. There you go. Um, Now MVP sort of lays in on the, They they show the handicap match where Shelton and Cedric lost, barring them from being at ringside during WrestleMania. I like the way. I like the way MVP started it off. He's he's like, so that's my announcement for. You know, Lashley, and I'll tell you who won't be at Mania. Hit the video, you motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> I did get a chuckle out of it once again. I think I think as long as we have MVP and Lashley, we've got that that toughness and and remnants that we need to keep the hurt business alive. Um, but it was, and then Lashley once again. I got to tell you, man, Lashley's talking ability has stepped up with MVP. Because mm-hmm. he just went it was like in. almost overnight too I, I, it seems like it he's just he laid into Cedric and Shelton, and I gotta tell you, nothing he's been saying lately is bad it's not you know, oh God, please give him, don't let him talk again. He's been doing very well in my opinion, very well, so just a little
1: absolutely yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. I don't know how it happened, but it sure as hell did um m v p And I also liked when Lashley said, I'm not going to associate myself with your incompetence. (laughs) (laughs) Another funny line. Um, But but again, he's just so fucking intimidating. So just liking everything Lashley's doing right now. But uh, we sit there. MVP says, I'm going to give you all a moment to defend yourselves. And Shelton gets right in Lashley's face, like right in Lashley's face like defend myself you wouldn't even have the title if it wasn't for us uh, MVP's trying to hold back Shelton Shelton pushes MVP brawl Last just said the hurt business is over repeats his offer and um it's just uh we get a little more of this later but again I'm 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 not that upset with the uh breaking up of these guys
1: you yeah because it's one of the good things that's on the show so it's less good things and like they've wasted no time apparently they're already putting uh shelton and cedric on main event they're advertised for like this week's episode of main event so it's like the downward spiral begins for you gentlemen it's just like it to me, it just doesn't make sense. It seems like it would be like if your house was on fire and you got up and ran to the fire extinguisher and then you just chucked it out the window. <laughs> you're like, yeah. it's like you're getting rid of one of the things that people like. Like, this isn't the reason why the ratings are going down. Trust me on that. And the theory that I was seeing was just that they're going to be, you know, in front of the live crowd for WrestleMania and they don't want Lashley being cheered was the theory. And the, the theory is, is that the, the heart business was still all together, that they would be cheering for them instead of true, which I mean, if that's what their line of logic is, their line of reasoning, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. Cause he's still going to get plenty of cheers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um, I think, I, I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening too. Why would they cheer him because he's with or without Cedric and Shelton? I, I, don't really get
1: it because i mean it's a cool group of like ass kickers but i mean he's still a cool ass kicker by himself so it's it's hard to say it's either that or it's just like it's either that vince doesn't know what he's doing which is probably pretty likely or it's just it it can be any number of things it's just hard to say Or like he saw that you know people were hating retribution and they're just like oh we can't do stables anymore it's like, no, 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 no. We they we like that stable. We just don't like retribution. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and, I mean they
0: use retribution to basically get the Hurt Business over. And they're mm-hmm. wondering why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're wondering why we didn't care about retribution. Because the Hurt Business took over, and that's what we wanted anyway. But, mm-hmm. again, WWE is doing the takeaway. We'll see what happens down it's the road here
1: kind of a funny thing that I noticed not to like linger on this too long because i want to get through round two but it's like watching Ron and watching AEW it's like AEW has like 18 fucking factions right now <laughs> and like on WWE there's just none like this is such a weird bizarre land it is and they'll have a bunch and then they'll
0: just go away um and you know back to you kind of saying this is what they've got in store for us for Mania we get Riddle backstage he's talking about Seamus hitting him with the scooter last week. Uh, he doesn't know if Seamus was in a bad mood or had a tummy ache, Mark. He also said he might not have a soul. He might not have a soul, but the tummy ache part, I was like, Ew. okay, then he sees Titus O'Neil, and Riddle thinks he's part of the roast. And Titus goes, no, 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 I'm a co-host with Hulk Hogan, probably grinding his teeth while saying it. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying I'm just saying I think a lot of I went through that myself a couple of weeks ago when uh, I talked about that you had dropped off but um, yeah. and then the next thing you know we see Seamus jump Riddle from behind they have a match coming up anyway now before we get to that Riddle actually had a little line mess up he completely forgot his lines tonight or I'm sorry, Monday night at one point when he was when he was doing this, a little thing with Oscar. It was more than a fly. He just cold, totally forgot his lines and just got about, jumped on his scooter and ran off. <laughs> y- you know what though? You sit there and you look and you listen to this and you're like, "This is kind of riddlish." <laughs> I mean, this is Matt Riddle. I mean, he's mm-hmm. supposed to be a stoner, right? How many times will a stoner just go, "Hey, dude"?
1: Oh, forget it. <laughs> exactly. I, I've had many conversations with people that have just like completely t- tailed off and was completely nonsensical on their end because they <laughs> indulged a bit too much. You've had conversations with me like that. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. on this show. <laughs> so anyway. Likewise and, and vice versa. <laughs> well, yeah, you were wanna.
0: you were a little more incoherent than me. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> But here we are. Um, and I did do a little adjusting on the volume here. Hopefully it's nice and loud. I'm going to keep it low if I can. Um, but here we go. Riddle forgetting his lines with Asuka. Got my scooter working again. Oh, wow, we're nice. hey, You like? Yeah. Hey, you think people are like these in Japan? You think scooters are big in Japan? Yeah. yeah. you think? I'm sorry. I forgot what i Heads
1: up. Heads up.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like <laughs> I how
1: he admitted to it. I just
0: forgot. I forgot what I was saying. Now
1: I got to go.
0: I got to wonder what Vince's reaction was. He was either. He either thought that was hilarious.
1: And I think it happened on a live TV, pal.
0: Or he was like. Do we need to test
1: him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it all sure. Just depends on how he feels about him. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I, obviously, Riddle's a very talented guy, so I just don't know that Vince gets the Stoner gimmick at all. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just I can't I just, imagine I just, Vince so. being a smoker. No, but I remember Xbox saying he. That's one thing he doesn't really care about, which is why it's a. It's just a
1: fine, and not like a horrible offense in WWE. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would be really kind of it'd be quite the double standard if you were to suspend like Matt Riddle and then be like, all right, Rob Vandia is getting into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty
0: much. But even, I, th- I think X-Pac even said, like I said, X-Pac, I believe, said on shoot that it's not a big deal for Vince. And I remember on, um, I actually remember on IYH, uh, in your head, check those guys out over there, um, mm-hmm. Paul Bearer. Saying he used to get pop for weed all the time, he just pay the fine and on to the next, on to the next drug test where he paid the fine again.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: just not the biggest problem in WWE. I mean, why would it be? It's 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 not an enhancer of anything. The Only thing it enhances is fucking hunger. And a,
1: sure, and especially when you're dealing with the kind of shit that they deal with, with like, I'm sure Vince would much rather they smoke weed than have them, you know, taking steroids or doing like painkillers and shit like that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure uh, you know a, a little a, a pop from marijuana is probably better than sitting there and a guy coming back getting popped. Obviously, it is you know different getting popped for fucking somas or you know Percocet or which you know Angle was Percocet it up for a long time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's much better, but it's just, I mean, that was such a stoner thing to do right there, though. I I got, I don't know, man, no problems with it. I've, again, y'all have heard me do that on this show. Be like, what were we, where were we, what what were we talking about? Y'all have heard it on this show. I've done it. Many times, many, many times. So thank God Smark is I've there. I've
1: me quite a few times with Mike. I'll be trying to be engaged with the chat room and you'll come to me for something. Hmm. Not like, like every once in a while, I'll just be like, what was the question? And then like trying my best to remember what it was. Actually, once
0: I listened back and I'm like, wow, he went to a completely different question and I was so high. I just rolled with him. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what we were talking about. Okay.
1: That's a good point. Like, I, I don't know what uh, the uh, Seth Rollins promo had to do with Juice and Liger, but, you know, <laughs> good point, buddy. Uh, obviously sure people were like, what the fuck is happening here?
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, we get, uh, after that, we get Cedric and Shelton. They're bitching about last year to Pierce. Poor Adam Pierce. Just, just, just the punching bag of both shows. Um, Cedric wants to take on Lashley this week. Shelton wants to, uh, or no, Shelton wanted to take on Lashley this week. Cedric wants to take on uh, Lashley next week. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, to put it nicely, they questioned uh, Adam Pierce and his and his f- intestinal fortitude or lack thereof. They questioned whether or not yeah. he had the balls to pull the trigger and make the match lay it out there that's what they said smart so i don't know i uh i knew i think we knew this was how. i mean how else do they play off thing i mean this isn't like a tucker thing where you can just you know do away with it and off goes cedric and you know uh shelton Benjamin. you can't do that these guys have been part of a major storyline for the past jesus christ what i mean i mean it's been a year since 15 days to slow the spread so been a long time they've been around uh, wait a minute what was that uh was last year's rumble where mvp came back right i think so i think they formed over the summer though, over the summer I could be wrong about over that. the summer you're right they did form over the summer so right, we've had a good six seven months and yeah you can't just stop that i mean i wouldn't put right, it past yeah. them i wouldn't put it past them but um now with the whole Hurt Business thing, there's a rumor that MVP is actually going to start doing commentary, filling in, not filling in, but replacing Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe supposedly is going over to SmackDown commentary.
1: I'd be fine with that. i uh,
0: uh. got no problem with that. And I'm not, I'm, again, that's a rumor. Please take it as that. I'm, I've, I haven't seen any confirmation on that. Just a few little things online. Wherever I find fucking news from. So that's the the scuttlebutt, Mark. I know you love that word.
1: I, that kind of makes sense because he showed up to do commentary for the Matt Riddle Sheamus match, right? Which pretty much had nothing to do with the storyline or storylines that he was involved in. All right. And that's exactly why I
0: brought it up now to bring us into the Sheamus versus Riddle match. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Something took me out of this match, Mark, and I think you might know where I'm going to be heading with this. Riddle kicks off his flip flops.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And I saw birds flying across my screen. And Riddle actually have had to look at Sheamus and go, Did "You see the birds? Uh, birds? Uh, uh, I, I, I." Birds. I mean, it, birds. that
1: implies that he's walking around, stepping on birds. Birds. Smart birds. Birds. Fucking birds. I wanted to show. I pull out my
0: gun and start play. Start playing Duck Hunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, it was a good game. That's what got me into that dude. That was the game that got me into all of it, bro. Right there, Duck Hunt.
1: No lie. Okay. Ah, see, now this is this is the question. You, okay, obviously you had Duck Hunt because you're oh, yeah. talking about it, did you have the version that was Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. Or did you have the version that was Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers and that little track and field game that came with the little fucking step pedal? No, I had the. I, I didn't
0: have the step pedal for track and field. I actually had to push the buttons and really I, it's probably why I have Carpo Tunnel now. But um. Nah. I mean, I played I video. Say, the
1: Rockefellers that we were, we nah. had the little track pedal, is I think what they called it. The (laughs) Uh, I mean it was it was highfalutin business over there, but that was a lot of fun like as a kid. Just fucking you know, running along on the step pad and shit.
0: I mean, I played video games as a kid, obviously like younger, you know, Atari. I had an Atari and shit, but Duck like mm-hmm. like the Nintendo system, you know, it came with the Duck Hunt slash Mario, and sometimes you're right, you got that with it. the The track and field shit. I had track and field separate though. I loved that game actually. Uh, what was the other nice. one that I loved? So uh, oh, Electric, yeah, Excite Bike. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: you've talked about that a couple of
0: times. Yeah, right, I liked Excite Bike, but that was the first one that like like the first game console that my parents like let me put in my room. The Nintendo. It was mine. No one could touch that but me.
1: Nice. And I don't know how many I nights. It was station for me.
0: Ah, uh-huh. there you go. You know, little little difference in age here, is Mark. Um, a
1: little bit, yeah. I was actually I've been watching. I just started watching. I only watched one episode in. It's one of six um, on Netflix. They have a documentary about like kind of the history of video games called High Score. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. I would recommend it. The first episode they're talking about. Um the invention of Space Invaders, invention oh. of Pac-Man, and like kind of how the Atari came about. So it is pretty interesting. I will check that out. I also saw something on Hulu the other day that caught my attention.
0: Um Kid 90. It's all about it's uh <laughs> Solomon Moon Fry, Punky Brewster, and like people from Save by the Bell. It's like a documentary on kids in the 90s. Yeah, I think, so, I think I've come across that while browsing Hulu. I popped it on my my list for Hulu. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. I, I, I kind of want to see that. I mean, I was a, I mean, I guess you could say I was a kid in the '80s, and I was a, I was a teen in the '90s. So, you mm-hmm. know, but I remember both. The '80s were just the movies in the '80s. Just I love them. I'm still, oh, of course, um, I, I feel
1: like almost everybody does.
0: I'm still on a 80s and early 90s movie kick lately. I just can't stop watching them. I, don't, I think I've watched uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles about 13 times in the past couple weeks. But, but it, it's okay, though. It's They're about to take it off Hulu. I mean, I have it, but don't worry mm-hmm. about
1: it. Yeah. I watched, and I feel like you've seen this, and I'm just going to run it by you anyway. I feel like you'd, you'd be happy to know this information. I came across a movie that I hadn't heard of uh, last night, and then I discovered that they're taking it off Netflix, like, tonight. So I decided now is the time to watch it. Caught it before AEW. It's called Money Talks. Oh, yeah. With uh, Chris Tucker, Chris and, Tucker Charlie she- and Charlie Sheen. I was unaware of it until last night. And Heather
0: Locklear. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have seen it. I have seen it. It's a good movie. It's a good, 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 funny little movie.
1: I thought so too. It was like, and I was watching. It It was kind of a like a predecessor, I think, of uh, the fucking movie that he does with Jackie Chan. Rush I Hour. I don't know why I blanked the out. The Rush Hour. Yes, Rush Hour. Yes. Um A little
0: bit. I, I guess you could see it as that. It's kind of where he played a cop still. So, but uh, I like that one. That was a good one right there. Money Talks. Good movie. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember I the whole. It. Trying to remember the whole premise. I believe at one time he plays. He he goes in and he plays an well, Italian guy. Chris Tucker.
1: Well, Chris Tucker is a con man. Right. And essentially. Let's go hustler. in. And Charlie Sheen's a news reporter. Um, so Chris Tucker gets arrested for just like any number of just like illegal hustles on the side or whatever that he's doing. He ends up getting into yes. it with uh like the guy that they put him on the prison bus with is just like Italian mobster. Or some Eastern European lobster. I think French. French, yes. No, but at one point,
0: doesn't he um, go in to talk to Polly from Goodfellas, and he says he's like Vic Damone's nephew or something like that?
1: Yeah, Vic Damone Jr. Because he's like you he's, go. Getting, he's trying to be on the lamb, and he's like shaving and there's a commercial for the greatest hits of Vic Damone, and he's like greatest hits. There's no fucking greatest hits. I've never heard of this ass. Yeah, uh, I remember that. I remember that movie, and yeah, Paulie, Paulie from Goodfellas is in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's actually a pretty big part of it too.
0: Yeah, he's he, he, awesome in everything he's in. Not in, the, not in a ton of shit, but what he's in, you know, it's him. And you, and he always kind of plays. <laughs> excuse me, the same guy. Um. Anyway, back to the uh, <clears throat> the birds. Um. Yes. I, I I'm sitting there watching this match, and I'm like. Besides the white noise from Sheamus on the apron, we've seen this match already. And okay, Sheamus wins, Riddle attacks, Sheamus after the match. You got
1: anything else? I mean, not really. I kind of had the same thought as we saw this like towards the end of last year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So anyway, let's move on a little bit to the... All right, I'm going to really shorten my notes on this. Shane Elias and Riker come out. They're <laughs> what? Oh boy. Oh uh, yeah. Um Shane's gonna have a expose on Braun Strowman. Now he does say it was adrenaline that had him running out of the ring last week. That's why he was able to run. The adrenaline. Of course, he didn't have anything on this week and he was walking fine. But uh this segment, Shane McMahon spent about 10 minutes going over and showing a fake fifth grade report card from Braun. Mm -hmm. And then he read comments from Braun's teachers, past teachers. Dude, this, this, I don't see Braun coming out of this. Well, no matter what, I don't care if he kills Shane. I don't care. There is no, coming out of this thing being called stupid. There's, the, the, there's no redemption from this. None. None. None.
1: I don't I think so. I was thinking about that while I was watching this because I, I needed something to do other than focus on the segment I had to get lost in the plot. Outside of, outside of like Kurt Angle, and obviously at the feud with The Undertaker a couple years ago at WrestleMania or whatever, but outside of Kurt Angle, who has he feuded with that he's that they've come out of a feud with Shane and they've actually looked better? Like, it didn't happen for the big show. Didn't happen for text. Like, there's, there's a lot of people that he feuded with that he just basically made him look like a fucking idiot and then that was about it for
0: him. I, mean, I would say Blackman, but... <laughs> Shane ended up taking the biggest bump in that match. And he really got... He gets more credit than Blackman does. Um, So I, I can't even... I'm... Ooh, you're right. Kurt Angle. I think you nailed it. That's about the only one I can think of, man. Um, Yeah. I mean, again, I like Shane. Shane is a fucking, he goes out there and proves he's not just the rich daddy's boy. He goes out there and puts his fucking ass on the line a lot. This is just past awful. This is past bad. Then he puts up this picture of Braun in this dunce cap. It says, two plus two equals five and I'm not stupid. And then you hear the choo-choo music. And they all just fucking stand in the ring like, where's he at? You're calling him fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Get the fuck out of the ring, stupid. And then again, they hit that fucking train. Dude, between the fucking train horn and the birds um
1: i, I want to know who this gimmick is for because <laughs> like do kid, and you would know i guess you would know because I mean, you have uh, kids of, of your own but like do kids like trains these days is that is that what's going on i mean yeah kids all kids
0: like trains they're big they you know they're they, all, trains are in a lot of stories they hear and a lot of tv shows of trains so you know you got thomas yeah. and chuggington and You know, my kids were both into – my little ones were both into both shows, Thomas and Chuggington. So I don't know, man. I guess kids just like trains, but my kids don't even watch. And I guarantee my older one would laugh at this at this point in his life at 12-year-old. So –
1: Because, I mean, I was sitting there thinking. I was like, okay, like you answered my question about the kids. Do kids like trains? But it's like – are kids going to like this guy because he makes train noises? Are adults the adults are gonna like this guy because he makes train noises? Like, oh, he's like a train conductor now. I'm all about this fucking train conductor Strowman. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I can't even
0: begin to think where someone was like, you know what, we're missing sound effects, and someone going, mm-hmm. yeah, and
1: birds. Like, this would be like if during the Attitude Era they gave the Godfather a little train conductor hat because of the whole (laughs) train,
0: And there's a garden tool on top. Oh, anyway. Uh, Look, it's the ho train. Anyway. It's just, it's it's bad. Now, Braun did remember that Shane said pick any match. See, see, see. Words. We said that last week's mark. Remember those words. Mm-hmm. And uh, Braun picks a cage match so none of Shane's goons can get
1: involved. I, I was hoping they were just going to lean into Braun being an idiot and just be like, I'm going to pick a match where your goons can't get involved, Shane. I'm picking a ladder match. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> it's going to be a false count anywhere match. <laughs> What? Uh, I mean, Shane'll, Shane's jumping off the cage. Braun's going through the commentary table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can call this one now.
1: Um, anyway. like Literally, I think it would be just as fun and just as entertaining if instead of just dividing a full feud and matches, you just set aside like five minutes during WrestleMania where Shane just climbs on top of a ladder and dives to be announced. Like, it's the same. It's the same effect. Uh, People we, will yeah. still enjoy it. it's going to
0: happen. We know it. Just get it over with and, and go from there.
1: Um, and
0: they go right from that, which. I really think this was bad placement to go from basically a talking mm-hmm. segment to another talking segment with uh, Miz and Morrison.
1: We do, which actually led to another talking segment. Which exactly
0: garden. went to another an Orton promo, which uh, good promo on the Fiend there. Orton's getting a little fire back in him. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know what every night he just switches up so much. Who knows what's going on? But uh, we get that right there, anyway. We'll, so we can skip that now. Um, we do get the debut of uh, Hey Hey Hop Hop. Now, Smart. Yes. You know, I'm not a fan of the hip-hop or the stuff like that, but I got to tell you, the song wasn't that bad. I like the Latin beat behind it. Um, I like the the shit-talking bunny in the lyrics. I actually, I got to say, I enjoyed this song.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah. No, I like that.
0: I'm not going to lie. It was not a bad song. I've always liked the... Latin beat. I mean, you got to remember, a lot of '80s music had that Latin beat. We had a we had a good amount of Latin um, groups out there. We
1: had what was it, uh, Sheena E and the Cult Jam? Um, uh, well, I would think for you, especially being around, like being in Florida at that point, I'd imagine that's where you were. Yeah, it's a not, lot of like Cuban influence on the music and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. Um,
0: no, not Sheena E and the Cult Jam. Lisa, Lisa and the Cult Jam, but I believe she was. We there was a lot of. Latin music in, and island beats, I love. Listen to the fucking Lionel Richie's got a lot of island mu- Islander beats in his music. Probably why I like Jimmy Buffett because he's got that island kind of chill music. So I don't know. Um, just. It weird. was like a
1: kind of a, a fatuation, not so much with, I mean, Latin too, like a Latin fusion. There was a lot of like a like an fatuation with sort of African music back in that day, because mm-hmm. I remember like hearing a lot of uh, Paul Simon, and he was big into that kind of shit. Yeah, he was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of just influence that got put out in the 80s. It was pretty cool shit back then, man. Again, pretty cool shit back then. Time, a time little simpler. No internet, no kind of cell phones, but not really. Um, anyway, I, uh, I got to say, it was nice to see Miz back in the suit. Instead of wearing some ridiculous mm. outfit that no one wears in real life. And, you know, he's talking a uh, bad bunny, blah, 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 far from over. And Morrison, I noticed at that point, had a bad bunny drawn on his neck. Or a bunny drawn on his <laughs> neck like a tattoo. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. He had uh. put the outfit on... Like yeah. during the segment before they aired the video, too, you had like on, it was like you look like it was like an orange suit jacket and then like orange camouflage pants.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, of course, Bad Bunny, he comes on out with Damian Priest. Now, Priest tells Miz, You better laugh now because Bad Bunny's going to handle you at Mania. Miz went to attack Bunny, and I'm going to, I I got more praise coming up here. Because that right cross, that bunny through, was pretty goddamn beautiful. I got it. I, I Either the camera angle was good or or the fucking punch was amazing. But holy shit, that looked good.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. It looked like it landed flush. It looked like Miz just kind of took it for him. Kind of reminded me a little bit of like that when they were doing the big show Floyd Mayweather for you. Well, the Big show just straight up, let him just hit him. Like I'm not saying to the same impact, but it, it just it looked like a nice shot.
0: Yeah, I I believe I'd rather take a a a, a good right cross from Bunny than than Mayweather. Uh <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think Mayweather would knock my fucking jaw off. Ugh, yay. Yeah, yeah, that guy's too, very talented. Um <laughs> All right. So we do get the Shelton, but uh, you know, like I said, I thought that was a good punch, good little segment there. Bad bunny again, not Not doing the celebrity phone it in. I'll just make it look good enough to pass. Out there trying his ass off, man. I'm, I, I respect him for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I've been saying that too. He seems committed to it. He's actually trying to make it look good. He's not just there to stroke his own ego. It just, it's, it's a good collaboration. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, man. So. Yeah, he's doing good out there. But uh, we do get to Lashley and Shelton Benjamin. Not a very long match. Lashley gets Belgium Benjamin in the hurt lock. Makes him tap before he passes out. Um, I, I really don't have much more on that. I think we knew how that was going to end. <laughs> that was pretty predictable. He was going to kill him. So there we go. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it wasn't very long. But for what it was, it was pretty good. Right. He, I think Shelton actually got more offense in than I thought he would, honestly. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Now, we get
0: Alexa uh, in Alexa's playground. She's swinging. She's got her little... Uh, it, it, it's funny. I put fiend in the box before I finished a segment, and she called it a fiend in the box. It was, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. There you go. I was right. Um, she's just... She's just so getting... How is she just getting better and better, dude? And the darker she gets, the better she gets. Like, the darker the role gets for her... It's just getting even better. And I I don't know, man. I think she's doing very well in it again. So we do see her. She gives us a little lesson though on the, the devil box, as it used to be called. And um then they pan away and we see the fiend just sitting beside her chilling out on the swing. That
1: was my only gripe about that segment is that I, I liked her promo. I think she's pretty charismatic. But like th- when they cut to the and just like sitting there, he looked like one of those like bad animatronics that you would get at like a party city. Uh, yeah. so he, he wasn't saying anything, he wasn't moving, he was just like sitting there just on the sweet. Almost looked like a
0: like a wax figure just sitting there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, that would be a tough one to make. Um so there we go. All right. So we flashback. you know, we go to commercial and shit. And here's Drew. He's in the back, he's backstage in his locker room. He gets up and he walks right into the 24-7, and Riddle's back there, locker room, mm-hmm. and says, All right, who's going to take me out? And he's just calling them all out. And um, Drew takes out someone. I didn't catch who it was.
1: At the very beginning, I'll tell you who it was. Oh, shit. Was Fucking tell me. Old Umberto that wasn't. A... I didn't recognize Humberto yeah. Correo. <laughs> no one does because he no one did because he hadn't surfaced in fucking months. The only reason I knew is because he had his same shirt on that he like they put out a couple of months ago but he was just like he wasn't even doing anything because the funny part is like, like you said they got the Drew promo from the beginning of the show where he mentions that MVP put the bounty on him and he says that if anybody comes and tries to collect A, MVP is probably not going to live up to his deal and B, he's going to kill the person responsible that tries to jump him. So, like, he cuts his promo trying to talk anybody out of jumping him. But then he goes into the 24-7 purgatory locker room, mm. the fucking Bermuda Triangle of Wrestling. <laughs> and he starts yelling at people to attack him. So, like, first he didn't want anybody to attack him. Now he's mad that nobody's attacking him. He's sending very mixed signals.
0: Very. Oh, shit.
1: My pipe just broke. Oh. No, no, no. Oh,
0: I might have to go grab my bong.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is important.
0: Oh, I mean, gosh. if you
1: want to go ahead and do that, I can keep talking about this. No,
0: center. I'll wait a minute. I just broke the whole inside. and It just it just, it
1: just, just broke. It just, just broke. I'm seeing it now. I, I turned off video for a second because it was lagging. But, yeah, I do see this. It's just sad
0: gone through three pipes in like three weeks. All right, I'll go get another one tomorrow. Um, okay. Trust me, I'll find a way to smoke it. I got papers and all kinds of shit. Don't worry about me, man. I got this shit handled. Uh, and, and of course, the only person who does step up to Drew is, I mean,
1: Ricochet. Mm-hmm. I was uh, hoping so badly that they wouldn't matter with this they just had Drew break the fourth wall because Ricochet was like he started talking about how he wasn't going to be the type of man that would jump him, but he wanted this opportunity because he didn't know when he was going to get another chance. Which is like kind of sad. <laughs> but I would just love to he was just in the middle of his speech of Drew just fucking claimed him and said, I'm not sitting through a Ricochet problem.
0: <laughs> when Ricochet did. He was just kind of like, Yeah, man, um, you know, I'll do it just because it might never happen again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kind of the way it went. Um, <laughs> just the way it went. Uh, after that, though, we got the Asuka and Rhea Ripley, the contract signing between the two of them. Uh, Adam Pearce mm-hmm. in the ring, of course, because, you know, he's got to be the little bitch in every segment he's in. Uh, now, I'm kind of confused on who's the heel, because Asuka's kind of been the baby face lately, but was kind of playing the heel. But then again, Rio sort of did get up and smash the table into Asuka's face. So, uh,
1: so confused, so confused. Well, apparently, according to, I was I was hearing this on The Observer because they have a guy who goes to, or doesn't go to, but he's been on all of the Thunderdome recordings or whatever, mm-hmm. screenings, however you want to phrase that. They were told to cheer for Ripley when she came out. Okay. So at, at, at least coming into this week, she was supposed to be a face, but I don't know if she's a heel now after the fact she like kind of jumped her or whatever. Uh, but there you go. There's that. All right. So uh, I also I do like how Rhea Ripley just basically doesn't have time for anybody's gimmicks. Like, Alexa tried to do the whole transformation thing in the Battle Royal or the Royal Rumble, and she just fucking chucked her out, like, mid-transformation. And then Asuka's, like, mid-catchphrase, and Rhea just flips the fucking table. Like, she has no time for other people to get her shit in. No. So don't blame her. I like that. No. Not at all. No. Not at all. No. She ain't got time for that
0: shit. I do like it, too, man. But uh, after all that, we get uh, Nia and Shayna coming out with Reginald. Mm-hmm. Oscar just has to lie there awkwardly while Shayna says that she deserves a championship match. But next week it's Naya and Shayna versus Rhea and Oscar.
1: Which is great because we both watched the Hulu version for full transparency. But I did I did listen to some recaps to make sure I didn't miss anything super important. And Shayna comes out and she talks about how her and Naya have been dominating the women's scene for months now. Well, do you know what she did the very segment before this promo, before she came out and talked about how dominant her and I had been? Huh. She lost a match to Naomi. So she's coming out. She lost Oscar two weeks ago. She lost to Naomi this week. Uh, and she's coming out and be like, I'm the one that deserves a title match because I lose all the time. Wow. Like, like, yeah.
0: Well, well, there you go. There you go. Hey, and talks. And
1: and talks is long gone.
0: All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> After that, we get Kane and RVD. They're going to be in the 2021 Hall of Fame. Good shit, right there. Going to be a good Hall of Fame. What is that? Uh, I believe a week, uh, less than a week. I believe it's six days away at this point, right?
1: Yeah, it's like WrestleMania is the next weekend.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to. We're going to figure out what we're going to be doing for that. So, all right, so we get this little main event going here, smart. And it's uh, Ricochet versus Drew. Uh, Drew wins pretty quickly. Ali jumps him. I mean, I guess Retribution's done anyway. I did notice Ali was back in his own gear. So I guess Retribution is completely done. They're just going to forget about that shit. Drew basically is is like, come and fight me. So it's Drew versus Ali. Um, Drew wins quickly again with a Claymore. Calls out Lashley. Of course, Lashley comes out. Um, Just basically, I mean, and Drew just keeps talking. He calls out Lashley. And Drew just keeps talking. Motherfucker, you called him out. Shut the fuck up and fight like you say you do. Mm -hmm. Instead, they're sitting there having a nice diplomatic face-to-face talk. But they do start brawling a, a little bit. Drew kicks Lashley out of the ring. And then Corbin. Hits the ring and hits Drew. And at this point, I was just like, I'm done. If anything else,
1: <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much the end of the show. But yeah.
0: Yeah. If anything else happened after this, it was not seen by me at all.
1: At all? No, I mean, that was pretty much it. Uh, Drew ended up getting the upper hand on Corbin. But yeah. And so Corbin comes out. And, and that's the interesting thing, too. Is like, they, they kind of, for me anyway, it was like, that was how bad that Raw was, was that I was excited because I saw somebody from SmackDown, and I was like, oh yeah, they have a show on Friday that I do like watching. Yeah. I mean, besides him, but right. <laughs> no, so oh, in. oh, and one more thing. Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well just has Barry Corbin saying that King Corbin's attack was awesome. He said it was the only good part of I think he called it a dullard role. Yes. The only fantastic, enjoyable, exciting part of this dullard of a show. Which I do like the phrase dullard of a show, that's 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 good. But one more thing that we, we didn't talk about is you have one feud that's based on how stupid somebody is. You have a feud that is like being built by a rap song district. track. And then the other feud, the tag team title feud, you know what they did between uh, New Day and AJ Almas? Uh-huh. They played charades.
0: Yay Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Yay Hulu. Um,
1: <laughs> Definitely yay
0: <laughs> Didn't miss a damn thing, it sounds like. Well, maybe we should go ahead and just get right into it. What do you think? because I'm I I, I, so. like I said I was completely done with Raw after after I saw Corbin. I was like, yeah, it's it. it's over. AEW we should get through pretty quick. I got to be honest, my notes are decent, not the best. Um like I said I had a little emergency with the with the daughter tonight. We didn't we she started using the hand, so we were we were we were pretty happy about about that. So she's not crying anymore. So we're good. So if I missed anything, I apologize, but uh let's get into what I saw and let's get uh let's knock this out pretty quick. Don't have a lot of notes, sure. like I said. So now we get Christian in his debut match versus uh Frankie Gazarian. I mean I mean good match, smart. But um yes. man, I've I feel so bad for this guy. I really do. They have basically, when they did this whole Hall of Fame worthy blah, blah, they threw an albatross around this guy's neck. And I mean, it was a good match, good back and forth, like I said, but was there anything really special about this match? Before you answer that, this match made Kazarian look better than Christian.
1: Actually, kind. Yeah, like kind of. he, he I, I remember one of the things I remember from the match was he did that, like, cool, and he's done it before, but he does that cool little, like, spinning leg drop thing that he does where he, like, uses the middle rope to launch him. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you you were talking about you were distracted by the birds, Riddles' birds. I was distracted. <laughs> I, I feel bad because it was a good match, but it just, like, it just it really caught my attention. Christian needs to do something about that hair. Because like, almost the entire duration of the match, he had like a something about Mary thing going on where he just had like a tuft of hair just fucking sticking up the entire time. It was very distracting. <laughs> You're right. He did have that crazy hair going
0: on a little bit, but I don't know, man. It wasn't, uh, I, again, I'm, I'm not bitching about the match, but I kind of feel like it made Kazarian look better than Christian. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm not gonna say I like Christian. I want Christian to be, as I want him to be as great as they made him out to be. But man, they really, they really put a fucking albatross around this guy's neck and just said, "Here, go. I know we might have crushed you a little bit, but go, go forth and have fun."
1: <laughs> I don't and I know. Will say... To be kind of, to be a little bit fair, kind of a devil's advocate situation, it was his first, like, full match in seven years. So, like, I I could see it very much being kind of a, like a tune-up, just to see what it is that he can do, and for him to kind of get his, like, sea legs under him again. So, like, maybe when he starts, you know, working some of the more high-profile matches that they probably had planned for him, like uh, Kenny Omega and everything, like, it'll probably pick up from there. But you know, like you said, I don't disagree that it Kazarian kind of came out looking better. Oh yeah, I mean, he got a ton of uh, you know submission moves
0: put on Christian. I I I feel like it made Kazarian look better. That's that's all I'm saying.
1: What's up, Christopher Kane? Which Yeah, nice to see Christopher Kane here and here. But um, apparently, and this just goes to show off little impact I watched. That apparently this was like the sort of a like prolonging or a return. To an old feud because apparently I guess yeah. they feuded an impact or DNA. Yeah. I had no
0: fucking idea. Yeah, no one else did either. Um, don't worry, Mark. You're not the only one. You're not the only one, sir. I pay pay no attention to the man behind them. whatever. It uh, <laughs> didn't matter. Yes. Doesn't matter now. Didn't matter then. And uh, again, I'm I'm not gonna bitch about the match. I guess I just did. But anyway, let's move on from it. Sting and Darby Allen are just uh, walking around on the street in full makeup, and I didn't hear what was said because I'm looking at my wife, going, "Who the fuck just walks around the street like this?" <laughs> and she's looking at the TV, oh. going, "No one, <laughs> except on Halloween." <laughs> they're just sitting. They're just sitting there on a bridge talking. I didn't hear what was said. Maybe you did. Don't know.
1: Not really. There was, like, a, like some music going on, I and mean, it was sort of the usual Derby Allen promo where he, like, sets things on fire. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was, like, it just it kind of it was what it was. Because the whole idea was that he put up an uh, open challenge, open contract for the TNT title, or for the TNT title. So.
0: Oh, okay. And I saw he had a little fire with Matt Hardy, and it said money changes everything behind it. So I did see some of it, but... Didn't really catch what he said, but I'm just sitting there like, who the fuck walks around? Just like, anyway. (laughs) Not a great part of the show. But we get another Jade Cargill video promo again. The pre-taped, the backstage. Gotta keep doing this with her. Keep doing Mm -hmm. this until she gets her, what do you call those, wrestling legs, like sea legs. Till yeah, she can talk yeah, better. Works. Yeah, till she can go out there and be live and talk better. Keep doing this with her. She comes off a lot better in these in these videos. And I'm sure that you know they can sit back there and go, okay, take one, take two, take three, take forty five, till she gets it right. And I think she's coming off better in these videos. So I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Now this was an absolute clusterfuck, this match turned out to be. This Cody with Dustin and Billy Gunn comes out. It's uh versus QT Marshall. Arn Anderson is a referee. They care about him, QT Marshall, so much, he didn't even get a televised entrance. <laughs> did, did you <laughs>
1: notice that? Yep. Well, it was great because... Before they go to the match, we have Excalibur. It's like, you're not going to want to miss Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. And I said out loud, you'd be surprised by what I don't want to miss.
0: <laughs> you're right. You're right, dude. You know what? I'm sitting there. And by the way, another unsanctioned match. Um, and <laughs> yeah, we're going through. Cody's doing what he said. I literally at one point, I don't know if you got the same commercial I did. But at one point, they go to side by side. And literally, all I could focus on was the stone cold iced tea and Mr. T in a Tide commercial.
1: You can see that. One,
0: I? Yeah, I got that commercial, and I'm like, you know, I'm more interested in this than pretty much anything.
1: <laughs> ironically, I did have the same thought. It was like, you know, what, you could just go ahead and full screen the commercial,
0: and they did, and they did after that commercial. I was like, oh, well, here we go. That's, that's that's fine with me. I- <laughs> Christopher says... Like, oh,
1: cool, the State Farm commercial again.
0: Yeah, oh, look, uh, the progressive girl. She's, the flow's kind of hot anyway. Um, Christopher Kane says, Cody Rhodes still sucks his own dick. He's surprised that Brandy is pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: I don't care what you say, you're still sucking a dick. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I mean... All right, so anyway, we're back from the the good commercials. Back to this bad match. QT just out of nowhere hits Arn Anderson. It it really was out of nowhere. To I thought it was, and then the match just turned into a clusterfuck with all the uh, they were out there like lumberjacks all around the ring. The the, the Nightmare family, which I don't know. I, I the, the the pile driver from QT to Dustin on the stairs was good. I liked when I believe it was Excalibur said the stairs weigh upward of 500 pounds. (laughs)
1: Depending on what, depending on what gravity you're in. Right. Okay. I mean, if you're
0: underwater, yeah. Okay. I get it. It might be a little heavier. Okay. Okay. Upwards of 500 pounds. Sticking with the kayfabe there. We've seen people throw these stairs like, (laughs) like, like fucking throwing a paper plate. But anyway, um, and, and and then his guy, all QT's guys attacked Cody in the ring. They dragged Cody out, put him on the stairs. That Q, QT's going for the chair shot on the stairs to Cody, and Red Velvet runs out for the save. Dude, I swear to God, they just replaced Brandy with Red Velvet. I'm telling, dude, I hate to say it, but they did it. Mm-hmm. They literally said, mm-hmm. okay, we got, we we we've." Uh, I'm sorry, let me cut you we, we They literally were like, all right, we got some storylines planned for Brandy. Hey. Red Velvet's got a little brandyish look to her.
1: She really kind of does.
0: I'm not saying. It,
1: I know, I know, I know. She does. It, it's hard to properly duplicate Brandy, though, because Brandy has this, like, sort of alien vibe to her face. Like, she's an attractive girl, but, like, I've never seen anybody that has the same type of face that she does. It's just weird.
0: Yeah, it's... Oh, but anyway, um, I just... It's just kind of weird to me. It's just kind of weird to me. They they just literally were like, hey, we need a replacement. I mean, they could have fucking just... It's like they called in... Looking for... Like they did a casting call. and Hey, look, there's Red Velvet. Anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: she was definitely typecast. I get what you're saying. Ah, yes.
0: Anyway, this is kind of where my screaming child started right here during the Caesar Bononi, who I'm still very impressed with. And this Moxley match. I know Moxley put him to sleep, but still... Liking the guy. Um, missed some of this due to a screaming child. I apologize. But uh, there we go. Uh, Christopher Kane, is it a wrong to be attracted to Raquel Gonzalez? No. No. Why would it be? I'd
1: agree with that. Also, no. Yeah, that's fine.
0: No, no. She's definitely got some hotness to her. Um. Anyway, I don't know if there's a lot to say about this match. I know it wasn't a very fast match, or it wasn't a very long match. So... Should I just roll on here a little bit?
1: Well, uh, what's his name? Cesar Benoni also got the uh, QT Marshall treatment because he got the the old Jabber entrance. Unfortunately, I think the the more memorable thing it was, in my opinion, was the mostly promo before because mm. he he like he did this promo where he put him over, but he was just like, yeah, oh, you know, I, I he's a, he's a good kid, he's nice, he's tall, he's big, he's athletic, he's got a good physique. He's really, He's he's attractive. I could see how you could you could be making a lot of money off this kid, but I'm um, you're not going to make any money off this kid if I go and kill him. And he's <laughs> like, Okay, well,
0: <laughs> I wish I'd heard that. Uh, again, there was some screaming going on, and I uh, I had to tend to a, a screaming child. So, as I'm pouring water here, I guess we'll roll on here to Team Taz back uh, somewhere. Um. Why didn't Ricky Starks look like a Abercrombie and Fitch model?
1: That's always been kind of interesting. It kind of goes against the whole Team Tans aesthetic. Like, I like him being <laughs> a part of Team Taz. But you also have these guys, and I guess maybe Cloak kind of fits in too. But you got these big fucking jacked up guys because you got Cage, you got Hobbs, you got these like just real strong fucking... Muscle mad ass kicker, looking types, and then you just have a guy who's just like you said, looks kind of like a part-time supermodel, and it just yeah. it, it clashes with the tough guy aesthetic. But I don't, I don't know, I like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got you got you got Stark sitting there in the you know the khakis and the light blue, which you know I've I've I've, I've gone there before, but uh it's just and you got you know Cage is sitting there in a a fucking tank top, just jack to hell. Hobbs is there. You got. Hook, you just sitting there in a hat and, like, a hoodie, and he's like, dude, it's up. And then, you know, but I did like the little trick Taz pulled tonight as Ricky Starks and Cage, they weren't seeing eye to eye, and Taz is like, oh, pay no attention. Everything's good here. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, okay. As you said, pay
1: no attention to the man behind the curtain.
0: Exactly. He's like, oh, forget about that. We're all good. We're team fucking Taz. Okay, Taz, calm down. All right. So this was actually a good segment. I do want to know how long the inner circle was in the bathroom. But anyway, we'll get there in a second. Uh, MJF has a gift for the pinnacle. And it's their own stylist. And he was about to introduce an interior decorator. He opened the bathroom door. I'm not quite sure why the interior decorator was in the bathroom. But anyway... um, it's inner circle in the bathroom, looking like a fucking looking like the Warriors movie, dude. Like a like, like the fucking Turnbull ACs. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. next thing you know, MJF is like, "We gotta go." Opens the door and Hager just drops him, and a brawl breaks out. Sammy's slamming doors into fucking Sean Spears. Santana and Ortiz are bloodying up FTR. Uh, Jericho gave MJF a swirly. <laughs> I had a laugh at that. Some,
1: yeah.
0: I had a laugh at that. And then he put him through the Pepsi refrigerator and the inner circle reclaimed their locker room.
1: <laughs> that, that seemed like a, just a really inadvertent but like terrible commercial for Pepsi. Because he said the worst is yet to come. And then all of a sudden you just see the Pepsi logo. <laughs> just made, that part made me chuckle. Well, Pepsi, the new generation. Uh, (laughs) There you go, yeah. Ah. I mean, let's go ahead and read too much. Let's read too much into this and say that that was a shot at Seal.
0: Ah, there you go. Let's do it. That probably was. Probably was. Mm -hmm. There you go. Definitely a shot at punk. Um, Now, as much as I saw of that segment... I missed mm-hmm. a lot of this segment, due again to a screaming child, which was the Don Callis talking to one of the young bucks.
1: Yes, ah, God, I uh, I do this so often too that I forget which one's which. I want to say that it was Matt. i are going to say that was Matt until proven another
0: Okay, I think it might have been, but uh, not sure what was said. Again, I, I know Don, it, it looked like Don Callis was going to just kind of be, you know, talk to him more about being on Kenny Omega's side.
1: Yeah, that was kind of that was the crux of it was he was saying that they haven't the Bucks haven't been a good friend to Omega and it seems like they only care about themselves and their the projects and shit. They're not doing enough to help the champ, and all of this, that, and the third. At one point, Callis slaps with the mystery Jackson brother, and then he goes to like sort of retaliate, but he decides not to, and he just kind of walks away. And that's about the end of it.
0: Yeah. All right, there you go. All right, now I know. So uh, I was on the right track there, and it it made sense because we saw Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers after that, and they're going up against the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. And, man, right at the beginning, match hadn't even started. And, again, camera angles. You saw all of the good brothers and Kenny Omega just standing there waiting for Laredo Kid, I believe it was, to do that move. Just standing there, waiting and mm-hmm. waiting for him to walk the ropes. You know, it was a Phoenix that walked the ropes, wasn't it?
1: I meant Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix, yeah. yeah he, he has the paddles.
0: Yeah. Camera angles. Camera angles, guys camera angles. Um, Omega, I I was still dealing with the kid. I know Omega got the win. I know Moxley came out. The Young Bucks came out, and they were standing with Moxley. They Mm -hmm. ran in the ring to go after the Good Brothers and Kenny, and they all just run out of the ring. Kind of uh, anticlimactic there.
1: Indeed it was. Indeed it was. I I was was a little bit, I was kind of wondering what what that whole thing was going to be, because you initially had Moxley come out by himself, and I was thinking maybe that they sort of kind of patched things up between you had, like, Kingston come back, because right now they're selling the Kingston had the, the ankle problem or the foot problem or whatever it is, based on the attack from last week. Right. But I was thinking maybe this was, like, used their way of sort of patching things up and having him, like, reunite with the Lucha Brothers or whatever, but that didn't end up happening. Like you said, the young Bucks ended up coming out, which is interesting, too, because if you think about it, Unless they just abandoned plans. You had two weeks ago, you had Pentagon going after, actually, I think it was three weeks ago at this point, but you had Pentagon going after Cody. Mm-hmm. And it looked like it was going to be this, like, big heel turn or whatever for him, but now he's back to, like, wrestling Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers of shit. So you can, like, sort of connect the dots, kayfabe-wise, canon-wise, and just say that Pentagon was not turning a heel, he just hates Cody, which is fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. He's like, no, he's still a good guy. He just really doesn't like Cody. It's like, all right, uh, that works for me. Yeah, And and, and
0: where's, what happened to Pac? He just, That's another good question. I don't know if he's hurt, but he just kind of, he was here. He was hyping up all this shit. He was out there killing it and just sort of been gone for the last couple of weeks, I've noticed.
1: Is, I don't mean, like, maybe travel restrictions? But I mean, is this, that whole, a lot of that is hard to keep up with But right no,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, I think once you're back, you're kind of back here for a while. So, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know what the deal was. So, I don't know. I'd I'd like to see more of them. But, all right. After that, we get Nyla and the Bunny. And we get Matt Hardy and his whole crew out there. And this is a tag team match with, uh, again, Nyla and the Bunny versus Tay Conti and Sheeta. They got the Dark Order out there actually a fun match here, man. I got to say, the women's matches are getting a lot better in AEW. Um, Get a little brawl outside the ring with Hardy's guys in Dark Order. Um, Now, if you notice someone was missing from Dark Order tonight, it was John Silver. He's out for four to six weeks with a shoulder injury. Um, So he's going to be out for a little while. Been been really liking this guy, and um, I don't think it's going to be a Four to six weeks isn't horrible. That's going to go by quick, being as AEW doesn't have that many televised shows. So we'll see him back very soon. But I uh, figured might as well tie that into there since we're talking about Dark Order. And he was missing from the show tonight. So that's why he was missing from the show tonight. Uh, but uh, at one point, Vicky had the ref distracted. Bunny ended up grabbing a kendo stick. Body shots Tay and gets the win. indeed yes but uh i said fun match i i i I wouldn't even have minded if this after watching the whole show and seeing what the what the uh main event was i i might i might have put this as the main event and ending ending it with a brawl but that's just me
1: Interesting. Interesting. What I also didn't realize is that apparently they were saying that ty Conti is going is the like number one contender. Ah. For she, oh, because she was saying that it was kind of an interesting dynamic going into the match that she had her number one contender as her partner, which they really didn't play too much off of, because I guess they're kind of setting up a little bit of a feud between now uh, Conti and Bunny, but. uh They did mention that, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And then, of course, they announced next week it's going to be a singles match between her and Bunny. So, Mm
0: -hmm. there you go. Yeah, they've already got a bunch of matches announced for next week. I didn't write, I didn't take them down, but I saw they did. Uh,
1: Yeah, I can't, I couldn't remember all of them, but that it's also going to be the Darby Allen's defending his uh, TNT title against a dude, JD Drake, is his name?
0: Yeah, they got involved in a little thing tonight that I I I forget where it was, but I saw him and uh one of his tag team partner get involved in something, right? mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't really know who that guy is, but I guess I'll see you next week. All right, Smark, it's time for the main event. Arcade Anarchy. That's right. right basically this was a no DQ match with video games everywhere. Um We had Kip and Miro with Penelope, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Now, I guess let's get into a few good things about this match before we get into some of the bad. A few good things. Miro was a beast. I liked Miro in this match, actually. I thought it was pretty fucking good. Um, I liked the stuffed animal filled with Legos. Legos hurt like a motherfucker. And that's about it. I mean, we had Chris Statlander come back. She was in the crane machine outside there and, you know, ended up attacking Penelope, putting her through an air hockey table. That was good, too, but... There was some bad stuff in this match. First of all, when Miro picked up that Mortal Kombat 2 game, it was... Ob- it, it, yes! It, it, was, it was a cardboard box, is what it was. It was a cut-out cardboard fucking box. Bad camera angle work on their part. Well, bad.
1: That's the thing and i wish i could i wish i knew the proper name for it but like it's it's the captain i guess is what it's called but it doesn't have the actual game in it right so it's just like it's it's the design that's around the game because when he picked it up i noticed it because he put that up and it looks super fucking wild mm. and okay yes miro is a jacked man obviously like he could easily pick up a actual arcade machine. but where the screen is supposed to be it had a thing that just said insert coin Like, it was just a piece of paper that was taped to it that said insert coin. I was
0: like, what the fuck is this? A piece of paper with what looked to be, like, red duct tape. And it said, I believe it said tokens or insert tokens or something. I'm like, oh, my God. Look, I get that. Yeah, that's right. I I, I get they can't, you know, have a real – I mean, a lot of electronics, and you don't want to do that to a real machine. Some of those machines were real out there. I actually saw a couple working. Mm -hmm. But this was just – this was bad. This was bad. Um, at one point,
1: see, actually, I liked it. Other than just that, like that part was real bad because it just looked real cheesy and just kind of took me out of it for a minute. But other than that, I actually enjoyed. It.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't horrible, but just some things in here that just kind of took me out of it. Uh, I guess we got Trent back. We, uh, you know, we got um, uh, Chuck and Orange Cassidy. They're trying to get away from Miro. Suddenly, we see some headlights and a minivan, and -hmm. we see Sue. That's right. Trent gets out of the back of the minivan. Miro fights off all three, and he goes after Sue, and Trent, as a good son would, he saves his mama. Indeed. Yes, he does. saved his mama, and uh, that kind of caused enough distraction. Chuck uh, ended up putting Kip through a table to get the win for the match. Uh, like I said, not a bad match. There was some bad parts of that match, though. Like I said, just just, just a couple. Uh, Miro. There was a
1: part here, a part there that didn't necessarily work. But I, well, I think I'm... that's sort of their strong suit is these, like, themed backstage. Or not backstage, but these, like, themed gimmick, like, hardcore matches. Because, like, it, it didn't, it wasn't as good as the uh, parking level. Like, that was, no. that was probably, that was top level but I thought it was fun like like you were saying I, I like the kind of, like the, duct, uh, the Legos and the bear were cool I like how they had a prize stand set up where they had like the kendo stick and steel chair and all this shit you know like taped to a stand like it was a prize set like a carnival yeah. they had the fucking the lack mole game like, it yeah. just, it, they did the very most that they could do with the theme that was presented I think I, I think they capitalized on that to the best of their abilities and I thought that kind of made it fun
0: they also seem like they may that this may happen again. <laughs> this this type of yeah, it's match. possible. I th- I think it might. I think it might. So, uh, all right. I think that's it for AEW. Not again. There wasn't a. I mean, there was a good amount of matches, but not a ton. But some damn good segments. I actually thought that inner circle segment was pretty fucking good with uh, inner circle yeah. and the and the pinnacle. So.
1: All right, we'll did move you, on. Did you talk about last week? Because this was like last week was the debut, but uh, the the new theme song for Orange Cassidy. I didn't say anything, and I didn't catch the song. What was it? I... It's the uh, they, they they went back to the old uh, the old well of the uh, licensed music. So they went with um, it, it's the song that's at the end of Fight Club, that Pixie song. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. I like the Pixies, but I don't know all their songs. I'm not like I was a huge fan, so.
1: Where's My Mind is the name of the song. It was at the very end of Fight Club. Ah, okay. All right.
0: There you go, then. New song for for him. I did see, what's his name? Uh, Tony Khan put out a tweet about it, so. Like like he does for everything.
1: I do like the idea that they're starting to do more like real world music. I guess, mm. like I feel like it's it's better than like how they're, they they because they had definitely fallen into a trap of like every song the like the original music that they would use would be fine, but they started to fall into a habit where for some reason like every song had to be, like twenty seconds of like the wrestler in question talking before it started. Right, uh, yeah. it was just like I guy was big on that.
0: <laughs> no i don't blame you i don't blame you so all right let's move on to some news sure we want a little bit of news here i will do a little aew news right now um aew has announced a show that will be on april 9th in jacksonville it's a house show non-televised house show that they're going to do called the house always wins Already got three matches announced for it. Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa versus Matt Seidel and Mike Seidel. Cody Rhodes versus Ethan Page and the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler versus the Death Triangle. And Pac will be there. So Pac's still around. Maybe they're just taking a break for him to get him hyped up for this, but I don't know. But he's still, he's still around because April 9th is right around the corner.
1: I mean, honestly, I think it, it seemed kind of like they didn't want to like anybody important to take the fall, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you did, they didn't want Kenny Omega's you know, trio to lose, but they also didn't want Pentagon or Phoenix to take the fall, and right. you don't want Pac to take the fall because they got a lot invested in him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, eh, I don't know, fucking put the other Luchador out there and have him lose, fucking.
0: Yeah, yeah, that might be exactly what they're doing, just trying to keep him strong for this. So there you go. You can always go to wrestling dot com and check out more information <laughs> on this, of course.
1: It's kind of cool though, because it comes bundled in the pack, the house show that you're talking about, mm-hmm. with the uh, dynamite ticket. So if you buy like, you get two, two airings of dynamite, I guess, two dynamites, and then the house show.
0: Yeah, it so says you can get a combo here, ticket, a combo of tickets here for the live event for the April seventh edition of Dynamite, um, and then yeah, you'll also be able to go to the other show. So uh, pretty good deal here, but hey, they're popping out their first house show, non-televised. I'm sure they're not going to be televised, but recorded. So there you go. Mm. And they're also advertising uh, Darby Allin defending the the TNT Championship, The Pinnacle being advertised, MJF Wardlow, all those guys, Britt Baker, Jade Cardgill, Eddie Kingston's being advertised. Might be a cool little show. I'm sure we'll see some uh, clips coming out from uh, cell phones and shit.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they're you know starting to do house shows again. That that's kinda cool. And then also like that sets them up for the potential of when they start doing more house shows regularly of like an incentive if they decide to start doing their own network or they, you know, start adding more digital content or however you want to look at it like that. You know, you'll have stuff that you can actually go back and watch and get extra shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, there we go. We got that. I was actually reading something. I apologize. Um, I know what. But, uh, all right. So, there you go. House show. I, you're right, though. It is, it's interesting that they're the first ones to come out and do house shows. You know who's going to jump right back into those house shows now.
1: Uh. <laughs> I'm really curious about that, though, because it seems like they're making a lot of money not doing house shows in the WWE.
0: They are. It's so,
1: like, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like... And they were cutting back even before the pandemic. So it's like it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, definitely will be. It will be
0: very interesting to see. So Um, all right, we're going to get into a little bit of a bad subject here. A very bad subject, actually. I'm not sure what to say about it. There was a little incident that happened uh, a few days ago um, in Washington, D.C., where a guy was, not, there's still stuff coming out about it, but it looks like in a, he was an Uber Eats driver. He was killed last week during an a, a alleged botched carjacking. Um, and Chris Jericho, why do I bring this up? Chris Jericho ended up donating 20, donating 2500 to the family of this guy. Uh, this guy's name was Muhammad Anwar. 66-year-old guy. And if you have not seen the video of what happened, just read the article. The video is very hard to watch, to be honest with you. Um, Have you seen any of this, Mark? Do you know anything about this story?
1: I read the article. I did not see the video. Okay. But, yeah, I am familiar with what it is that transpired.
0: The two girls try to... They're trying to get his car. I don't know what's happening in the video. Suddenly he says, This is my car. Next thing you know, one of them jumps in, hits the gas, and he's still hanging out the car. And you see them hit a pole, basically crushing him. Somewhere they said he that they used a stun gun on him. Mm-hmm. But to see where society's at now, the one girl, that, the two girls climb out of the car. This guy is lying there dying on the street because he was ejected from the vehicle and probably hit twice with crushed between the door. And one of the girls yells, "I have to get back in the car. My phone is in there. This car is tipped over on its side. could easily explode, but her phone's in there
1: i i i, I can't at all, and I wouldn't dare anybody to try to stick up for it. but like maybe the idea is that they don't want evidence." Like, obviously, there's going to be evidence, but they obviously didn't think through the idea of what it is that they did in the first place.
0: Oh, yeah. this was, Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. This was all being recorded. So and, you know, some articles I've seen stun guns, some articles I've seen taser. They're, they're both electricity. Some they use one of them. I'm, I don't think it really matters af- after everything that happened. But um, the family did start a GoFundMe. And Jericho, as usual, good guy Jericho, did donate to the family. This fund has raised over 808000 already. The goal was only 100000 The family was trying to uh, get money for burial and stuff. So there you go. Um, just thought I'd bring it up. Jericho's quick words were, it's not much, but it's the most I could do to try and bring some light into a dark situation. Um, the two girls obviously have been caught, and it was all on video. And I'm sure there's probably a video in his car. A lot of these Uber drivers, even Uber Eats drivers, will record everything they're doing. So. Oh, yeah, did.
1: absolutely.
0: So, um, yeah, there's that right there. But good guy, Jericho, really horrible situation. If you don't know anything about it, if you really want to look it up, go ahead. But it's been all over the news lately. Uh, so there you go with that good guy, Jericho, donating money to a, a family in need, <laughs> which he does pretty regularly. Pretty Oh, regularly yeah, absolutely.
1: He, 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 I mean, like almost any time there's a wrestler that needs help with like medical costs or whatever, he's usually at kind of the front line, always donating, sometimes anonymously, but it always usually ends up kind of getting traced back, I guess. But he's just... He's always there to kind of help and do whatever it is that he can mm. sort of, you know, give back considering all of what he's been given or what he's earned throughout his career and whatnot. And he was always there to help. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jericho really is. And it's just uh just a good guy overall. I, I I don't care who he has on his show. I don't care if it's left, right, middle. I don't care. None of that matters to me. Um, the guy just tries to be kind of a equal opportunity here. All sides of everything guy. And, Right. People don't like that anymore You have to pick a side And you know what? You really don't uh, yeah. You really don't
1: It is okay to step outside the echo chamber It really is
0: Yeah, you don't have to, you know Slap a label on your head And, and live with either one your whole life You can just be you Just be yes. you Yeah, yeah Just just, just throwing that out there No uh, Message Okay,
1: uh, okay. <laughs> Message <laughs> Ah, now, see, that's a movie that I have seen several times. And seen
0: <laughs> ah, the old don't drink your gin and juice gin and society in the hood. I can't even remember the title.
1: Don't what? be a menace to South Central while drinking your gin and juice in the hood. It is a very long and wieldy title. But yes, I do, But one
0: time. hell of a funny movie. Hell of a funny movie. I like that one. I'll do. That's a good one. Um, do you have a
1: problem? <laughs>
0: Out the fucking like tore it on the back of the uh the the the, the mail truck. Remember, that was kind of a poetic justice yes. little 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 spoof there. Um, anyway, Smart, this is a, a subject that you were bringing up to me when we were talking about fast lane that you saw a lot of commercials for DraftKings. <laughs> A oh
1: fucking abundance of commercials. Well, like it was literally after after the end of like every segment, almost. Mm. Well, they're not going away, smart. No, 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 they're not.
0: No, not going away. Uh DraftKings, which it has become, the they got their IPO, they are traded on the uh, NASDAQ, so they are a public company. As is WWE. They both announced a couple days ago on March twenty ninth. That DraftKings will become an official gaming partner of WWE, uh, subject to the regulatory approval in applicable jurisdictions. So I guess it all depends on what your gambling laws are. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. uh, The collaboration centers on DraftKings' popular free-to-play pools product and will launch with an inaugural Free-to-play pool at WWE's two-night pop culture extravaganza, WrestleMania, on April 10th and 11th. So what it looks like here is they're going to have, like, a free betting thing. You'll probably bet with play money, which I'll tell you the truth, that's not a bad way to do it. I didn't read this before I sent this over, Mark, and I even said it's a little weird that they're gearing the shows more towards children, you know, choo-choo and fucking birds. And uh, then they go and partner with a gambling website. But if you're going to do a gambling thing for free, then it might actually be pretty fun for people to do. Go in there, bet on matches, you know, for play money. You, know, you lose it, you lose it. Who gives a shit? You're not spending any money on it.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I have seen it. From what I what I saw, was that there's no actual like real-world currency changing hands. So if that is indeed the case, then that's not well, quite so bad.
0: And that is what they're saying. They're saying, pursuant to the agreement with WWE, DraftKings will receive an exclusive license to media assets and in-game branding for WWE pay-per-view events. Additionally, both WWE fans and DraftKings customers will be able to participate in a number of integrated free-to-play pools, contests, and products uh prod- and products and experience digital promotion and program integration. So that is what they're doing. You're going to be able to pro- – it looks like you're going to be able to go in there, make some little fake bets on pay-per-views, and uh this could
1: actually be pretty fun, man. I, uh
0: never know. I might jump yeah. in on this. Yeah,
1: I mean, it could be fun. I don't know if I – this is something that didn't last very long. I think it lasted like on month, mm-hmm. but I seem to remember that on the actual WWE website, they tried very briefly to be like fantasy wrestling. Right. Not unlike fantasy football or basketball, baseball, whatever, where you like draft a select number of people. And then, you know, depending on if they win a match or if it's title match or whatever, you get like various points assigned to you or to the wrestler. And then you benefit from that. But I remember them trying that and that not going too well. Yeah. Not that that's necessarily related to anything, but that's going to be kind of interesting to see, you know, what it is that they have in store for that, I guess. But I just, I am not looking forward to, and especially considering how you read that in the article. WrestleMania is going to be saturated with those fucking ads. I can oh, already yeah. tell. And then that is going to be a pain in the yeah. ass. That show is going to be long enough both nights anyway. And it's only going to be a while. Later. Oh,
0: yeah, it is. Now, you might have a few problems doing this if you live in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Mississippi, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee. Sorry, Smart, Virginia and West Virginia. They do have some restrictions and regulations on um, on gambling apps but this is free they might find a loophole on this for free but a, some of these states don't even like allow like online fake gambling like poker stars and stuff. that's why po- that's why poker stars took their app down mm-hmm. they were having problems and i mean it's fake money I mean, i've been playing on poker stars for years i've got millions but <laughs> you know but uh anyway this could be pretty fun definitely could be pretty fun yeah. We will definitely find out what's going on. Like I said, I might uh I might jump in. I mean if you're not losing money, who really gives a shit, right? Right. That's what I say at least. Uh let's see here. We'll end we'll 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 save the Andrade thing for the end. You know what Smark? You sent me a little picture today. Let's get into this real quick. You sent me sure. a picture from uh or a tweet that uh, Mr. Daniel Austin Healy, otherwise known as Austin Aries, put out.
1: You want me to read it, or you want to read it? Um, you can go ahead and read it if you'd like. I, I'm in the process of. Okay. actually, you know, I got it right here. I was pulling it up. It's I got it right speed. here. Whatever you want me to do, man. I got it. If you whatever but, you want to do. Yeah, old Austin Aries is at it again, and um, this is <laughs> so. This was sent out March 31st, which of course this is today who don't get it here, at twelve p m noon um this quote i personally now know of more people who have died after taking the cadvid based on how he spelled it c o v a i d s but the- the covid vaccine than i did this entire pandemic in this pandemic's in quotes, uh-huh. from getting the virus itself but don't expect the i, I <clears throat> What is that, by the way? It, it, it's
0: M, the money sign M. It's supposed to just be M-S. He's calling the m- mainstream media money-grubbing assholes. Go ahead.
1: I see. Okay. But don't expect the mainstream media to report or correlate these deaths to taking the jab truthfully or accurately. Well being deceived. McMahon. From Quintana
0: Roo, Mexico is where the suite was originated. Yes, Okay, uh, where do I start? Where the fuck are the fact checkers? Uh,
1: yes. Because <laughs> um, I mean, basically, to cut through the bullshit or to cut through some of the, the article here, because I was a little bit clunky reading it, he's saying that he knows of more people that died from the vaccine than the actual pandemic.
0: I don't know the guy. Maybe he does, but. There have been very few cases of anyone dying from the actual vaccine itself. Do I want to take the vaccine? I really don't right now. To be honest with you, I don't need it right now. I'm relatively healthy. I am I mean, my kids have been, they, they get tested more than they should. My son had a scare yesterday where he had to leave school and be tested. He's going back tomorrow for one day and then they have off Friday and Monday. But I don't need it right now. I'd rather right now everyone else get it. I'll see what happens. I will eventually. I'm not anti-vax at all. I do like to wait on things. I don't know where you're at on the whole vax thing smart. But I think this guy's a fucking idiot. (laughs) And I think he's one of those Q members, dude. Hmm. Might want to call the FBI and say, hey, there's this guy.
1: (laughs) I know the guy. That's the thing. It's like, I would be lying if I said I wasn't apprehensive about getting the vaccine. know, I don't blame anybody who is apprehensive about getting the vaccine. Because it's like, you know, you just, you don't know. You don't know what potential side effects there might be or what you might potentially open yourself up to. I, I don't blame anybody for being cautious. But to sit out there and say that the vaccine has caused more people to die than the pandemic itself... Or that you know more people that have died from vaccine than the pandemic is a little bit irresponsible. It's like it's kind of some wild shit, especially when you don't provide any sort of actual facts to that statement. Right. Number one. Number two. I mean,
0: th- th- I guess the good thing is no one really takes Austin Aries seriously. Um, if you mm-hmm. look at the bottom, I'm not. I mean, you took this at noon. Looks like this pig This came out. I don't know when he tweeted this, but. Three retweets, 150 quote tweets, and 21 likes. Ah. If he's only getting 100 and people, a couple hundred, uh, maybe that's good.
1: Well, that's the thing is that actually, he, after he sent this tweet earlier, or like after it became sort of news that he tweeted this out, he caught a lot of shit from a lot of people. Good. <laughs> and basically, oh, well, yeah, no, yeah, definitely good. But basically, he just like, he took an L of like low key size proportions of just people making fun of him and calling him an idiot and saying that he has no facts to support this and so on and so forth. But after the fire, he's a he, long story short is that he's apparently deleted his Twitter after all of this. Ah. So like it did catch a little bit of steam, but then after he got tired of what I guess, fighting with people online just deleted his shit so he's going off the grid now. He's going to join Jesse Ventura and whatever bunker he's residing in at the moment.
0: Well, I mean, even Jesse Ventura's backed off of some of his crazy shit. This is, I mean, I don't, he just can't peddle it anymore because it, it's, you know, now if you believe in any conspiracy theory, you're a crazy, whacked out, maybe taken off of social media. But I mean, this is. This, again, I am one hundred percent not anti-vax. Actually, my parents have been waiting and trying to get the um, trying to get the shot, and uh, but they're out in the country, so it's going to take a little longer for it to get out there. But they're waiting to get it. I'm not anti-vax. I also have no problem. I, I have no problem with anyone that's like you said, a little you know cautious about getting it. Complete anti-vax people, I got a fucking problem with. I do. I do. My
1: my my wife's sister is a complete anti vaxxer you, know, you just you actually kind of just touched on something that I didn't even, that I didn't necessarily realize mm-hmm. is like we got to do something about like conspiracy theories because at one point conspiracy theories used to be fun like what the fuck happened whereas like you know people are like ah, oh, is Bigfoot real is Bigfoot not real like we we've gone from that to just being like on the way more sinister side of things
0: uh people only want to hear one side again. You're you're either this or you're that. You either believe this or you believe that. You believe what I believe or you don't. It's kind of where we are mm-hmm. now. Kind of where we are. Um so I a, a good. I hope he keeps his Twitter deleted. He doesn't need to be putting shit like this out this out. So awesome. And, and I, I guess Sean Ross sap everyone said he was the reason that he deleted that Austin Aries deleted his Twitter. I don't know about that. Please. No one cares about Sean Ross Sapp. But anyway. Um there yeah. you go. There you go. Austin Aries once again being an asshole. Um in uh an Aries asshole to
1: keep the double A's going. Like I just I don't think that I like I wouldn't feel very good in, in my belief. like I stand up for having your own opinions, your own thoughts, and your beliefs and whatnot. <laughs> But I don't know if I like stood on a hill and decided that it was going to be the hill that I died on and I look at like I look to the, my left and I look to my right and the other person I see is low-key. Like I feel like I yeah. would just slowly start stepping down from that hill. Well, I
0: mean put it this way, listen, if if you have different differing opinions and both have facts for and against, or you know, vice versa, however it is, that's fine. But when you just put out a statement like this, like More people have died from getting the vaccine than, all right, more people you know. This is still irresponsible to put out. You've got no facts behind it. It's an opinion. You're welcome to your opinions. But try to have some facts with them so people aren't laughing at you like exactly what the fuck happens, Mark. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, all right. So, yeah, Austin Aries, asshole. And there you go. Triple A, Austin, asshole, Aries. I like it. I like it. Sasha Baron Corbin. There you go. You know what, Smark? Let's uh, let's do this little. Now we've been talking for a couple of weeks here, Smark, about um, WWE moving the show to Tuesday nights. WWE may not have confirmed it, but Variety has confirmed that uh, WWE and NBC Universal, which is USA Network, have resigned a new multi-year deal to keep NXT on the network and they will be moving to Tuesday nights according to variety. Actually, this was a WWE executive vice president of global talent who confirmed this. Uh, Actually, I'm sorry. This was Mr. Levesque that confirmed this old triple H himself confirmed this, that they are going to uh, move. Good move. Here's, I guess I'll read Triple H's quick little. Get this fucking ad out of my way. Triple H's little quick comment here to them. His little quote: "We now feel like we're in a good place where we can move that consistent fan base over to Tuesdays." Levesque said, "We believe they'll follow us. That way, we can grow the brand more, given the lead-in from Monday Night Raw, which we've seen in the past.
1: Have we?" <laughs> <laughs> who's we which by the by i believe that the raw ratings were 1.7 million this week so
0: yeah this is a little a little gaslighting here from old the who's we who who's seen this um i do think this is going to be a good move for them i think we're gonna like i said i'm gonna I, i think we need to give it a month before we start really getting deep into the ratings and seeing if they've come back or come out from the you know the kind of slump they've been in with ratings on nxt But uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've talked this to death. But now it is confirmed. It is going to be on Tuesday nights, and uh, there you go. Beginning April thirteenth. So coming up very soon, we're going to get the first
1: show. They're incredible. I mean, I'll I'll give them credit. They're they're incredibly smart with how it is that they decide to position themselves and word things. Mm -hmm. And because okay, like we've we've talked about this time and time again. They didn't move to Tuesdays because of the NXT AEW. They move because of hockey, right? That—that's like the actual reason. But they did a good, but you know, they—they they did a real good job of not being like, "Well, our ratings are down, and hockey's ratings are better, so we're we're getting the lead for Wednesdays." They're like, you know what? We're we're moving to Tuesdays, but we also signed a new multi-year deal. That's how good yeah. we're doing. So
0: yeah, exactly.
1: NBC Universal wants more of us for more years.
0: Right. Well, it's you know, you spin. It's all spin smart. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, anyway, from one promotion to another. Smart, why don't you, uh, you got this Lucha Underground story pulled up?
1: Yeah, I do. It'll take about a second. This is uh, from Wrestling. Yeah, and then we'll knock out the. Uh,
0: oh, I'm sorry. That's, then we'll mock out this little uh, Andre story and a uh, little highlights from the interview, and we'll roll out of here. Yeah, sounds good.
1: So. This is I hear again, WrestlingInc.com. There has been talk of reviving the Lucha Underground promotion. This is from March 26th. So this will be Friday. So it was reported this week, which would again be last week, uh, by the Retro- Wrestling Observer newsletter that there is at least the beginnings of talks to revive the promotion. However, the revival would just be the same type of ideas with a different name, and hopefully the actual revival is kept far, far away. Mm. Uh, MLW has used several aspects of Lucha Underground in recent months, but it appears that this revival is something separate. Lucha Underground aired on the Elgrade Network on Wednesday nights, first premiering in late October 20, or premiering in late October twenty-fourth. The show ran for four seasons, with the last episode airing in early November two thousand eighteen. Vampiro worked on the project and has noted last year that the series and the promotion were done. Before that, there had been reports of budget issues that prevented a fifth season from happening. "Quote: Ninety percent of the roster is AEW, the other ten percent is in WWE. The writers are gone, the production crew is gone, the company is split. I would pretty much put money, I would pretty much put my money on it's over and done," Van Piero told Chris Van Vliet in early t- 2020. The promotion featured several current WWE and AEW stars working various gimmicks, including Ricochet, Karrion Cross, Brian Cage, Lucha Brothers, Ty Valkyrie, Rey Mysterio, John Morrison, Sammy Guevara, and many others. There's no word on when this revival might be happening, but we'll keep you updated.
0: I would put a healthy, free, DraftKings vote that this won't ever happen. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would be willing yeah, I don't know. I would be willing to put some free DraftKings tokens on it, that This ain't fucking
1: happening. <laughs> well, I think the interesting question though is like the Elray network is also not a thing anymore. Nope. So it's like where would you go?
0: El, that would be I no. feel like
1: that would be a concern too.
0: Yeah, they'd have to have a new new, new I mean Elray turned into Axis, right? No,
1: uh, that I couldn't tell you, but I just know that L Ray as a channel is no longer. A thing.
0: I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong on that. I think L Ray just went away somehow. Oh or
1: no, they turned into something. Who bought the L Ray? quick people here. Give a second. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I mean that, that would be a problem too. Yeah, um, and the. St- I mean, I and, think it's possible. Just
0: all the stars being gone, man. Who... It's a, basically have whole new, all new storylines, all new stars, all new everything, and God, if you don't get Dario back, fuck that! It ain't the same fucking show without Dario there, Dario Cueto. Uh, uh-uh. uh.
1: So that's why I wanted to come back. Honestly, it's just my selfish reason. Of, I just want more Dario. I feel like that kind of is what this lives and dies on. If you do not have Dario, you do not have me, and I feel like you don't have a lot of other people.
0: Right? Okay. Anth- Anthem, where Impact they bought access. That's that's how Impact got off back on the air. They bought their own station. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, God, that's funny. That, that you got to admit, that's kind of Vince ish. Oh sure. That uh, they won't let me do it. I'll buy my own. There. <laughs> uh, so there you go. But uh, I, 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 I don't think so. I don't think this is going to happen. You just th- there's no meat here.
1: This is, this is rumor and innuendo. Well, apparently, according to... I'm seeing the thing here on uh, Wikipedia about the L-Ring. Number. It says on November 6, 2020, Univision announced it had sold its stake in the L-Ring as it dealt with its private equity takeover. The lack of a carriage... I don't know why the fuck I botched that so hard. Carriage partner... Mm, still, sound right to me. But anyways, led to Rodriguez announcing on December eighth, the network would <coughs> cease operations in its current form on December thirty first, twenty twenty. He also said that he would likely relaunch the network as a digital only brand. So I guess there's that, that possibility. And then just for a little trivia's sake, the network faded to black without any ceremony on two fifty nine a.m. Eastern time, following an episode of Lucha Underground titled Pet Cemetery. So it's kind of cool that they went out with each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. That 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 was a uh, Robert Rodriguez, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. There you go. All
0: right. There you go. Oh, Sasha Baron Corbin pops up. The TNA rating 38,000. 38 k. Mm-hmm. Boy, that that AEW is really really helping them out, isn't it? I told you this is only helping AEW, and you said it too. That's the only company that this helped. And it's not really helping either company, to be
1: honest with you, at all. This, well, I mean, I, and I wanted to. I wanted to give them the benefit of a doubt when it first started. Because it's like, all right, because you kind of you came out of the gates with it a little bit quicker than I did. You're like, what is this doing for Impact? And I was like, well, you know, hold on. Let shit build for a second. And it's been several months now. And, <laughs> and the answer to what has this done for Impact is jack shit, mm-hmm. essentially. Because, I mean, we're talking about we were talking about it in the chat a little bit earlier, um, that, you know, the, the, it's going to be Kenny Omega versus versus, God, I heard today, Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan at the next Impact show, the next Impact pay-per-view. And they have done nothing at all to talk about that on AEW. And Christopher Kane was basically saying in the chat here that Impact didn't get anything for it with AEW and other than just, you know, Omega being around what it And Like, honestly... What did they get? You know, they didn't really get much any.
0: Impact got one little boost for that first night, and that was it. That was it. After that, it was like lives. I said. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was done. I, that was the end of my sentence. Go ahead.
1: And I was just say, like I said, some of that is on impact because they oh, yeah. they did get extra set of eyes on them. They really didn't capitalize on that, but at the same time. AEW hasn't really done much to help. Like they have Omega there and then they occasionally still have those paid advertisement commercials with right. Tony Khan right. and Cervani. But I mean, outside of that, the only other thing that really came out of this was that controversy with Sammy where they were saying, you know, they pitched this idea that Sammy didn't like, and it was a whole big fiasco. That was about it. Yeah.
0: It, 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 it's, it's just been bad for, for everyone. I mean, it, it hasn't even been great for us. Let's be honest, as fans, so... Right. I think we knew this was coming. Just no... no. And I mean, you know, last week, I guess they had uh, 116,000 on TNA, which... Or an Impact, excuse me. I'm still still old here, but just not good. Um, anyway, let's get to this last story, then we're going to wrap this show up. La Sombra, formerly known as Andrade CN Almas, he did a little, they're calling it a shoot interview with uh, Hugo Savinovich. That's his name, right? Savinovich? Hugo Savinovich. There you go. Old Hugo
1: son of a bitch, as they like to call him on in your
0: head. Ah, Jerry. there you go. This was a couple days ago. This was March 29th. But um, he was pretty honest on this show about some of his time at WWE. I have a few just quick takeaways, not, not reading any quotes or anything. Um, he told old Hugo that he walked away from a $3 million a year contract. Wow. That really is someone who cares more about the the actual doing the wrestling instead of just taking money from a company because he could have just taken money from him for a long, long, long time. So $3 million, smart. That's not bad. Now, he looks like he took time off for an eye injury, with WWE's permission, but was never reincorporated into the booking plans once he was cleared.
1: Right. Kept coming. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. He's he's done another interview where he said that.
0: Okay. He continuously came into work and saw others being used on TV while he sat in catering. He did say at one point, I, I did read that he said that, like Triple H didn't even know he was ready to go. And he's, he at one point was like, I've been ready here, right here. Turns out Andrade was medically cleared for three months before Vince McMahon realized Andrade was available. And it was Triple H, not Vince that realized it. Uh, Other talent and producers would ask Andrade what's going on. Why isn't he being used? Andrade says, well, he thinks his English may have been an issue. He didn't see Oscar being sidelined the way he was. So he doesn't buy the language barrier as an excuse. Two more. Andrade was never meant to become NXT champion, but Brass thought Adam Cole was too small to take the title from Drew McIntyre, so they inserted Andrade to transition the belt over to Cole, so they just kind of used him there. And Andrade th- did thank Triple H and Vince for the opportunity at WWE, but, man, this is another guy who, every every time he came out to the ring, everyone fucking loved him. Great, awesome, talented how can you not find something for this guy number one i can if if he's coming to work wouldn't you think he was cleared number one number two wouldn't the guy who's clearing him let you know he was cleared isn't there some sort of channel of communication or protocol to do that i would think in a company like this there was i could be wrong
1: Right. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, you remember the end days, the, like, the final days of WCW, where there was a lot of people that were talking about shoot interviews, where they just kept getting checks from them because they didn't even realize that they were on their payroll.
0: Mm.
1: Like, it, it kind of reminds me of that shit, where it's just like, they <laughs> they have a bunch of people, they don't know their medical status, they just have people that are just sitting around and they're not doing anything. They don't even know they exist, almost. Like, it's right. it's interesting
0: yeah it really is it, it, it is interesting it does but it's just like and and sasha baron corbin saying some of this was mistranslated i don't think maybe some of this was but i guess we'll see um with what, what was and what wasn't again these were just some takeaways that was straight from uh dirt sheet radio so right. there you go but yeah i mean just again i i would think there's some sort of protocol To follow, you know, chain of command, if you will, that, okay, well, the doctor clears you and then he, what I would assume does paperwork, which goes to someone, someone knew he was cleared. That's all I'm saying. Someone knew he was cleared and just decided not to use him. I don't know if they were punishing him for what? Uh, Charlotte. I don't know why they would punish him for Charlotte. Maybe they were tired of the, like Weeb says, the pictures of pretty much him getting, almost getting head in every picture with Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Maybe that did it. (laughs) Hey. Gotta get some when you can, you know. But I don't know. I I just think this guy was incredibly talented. And they have, we talked about it the other night, they did give him his release. And it's gonna be three months minimum before we can see him anywhere. I'm sure they did the old 90-day non-compete, so... We'll see him pop up somewhere soon. I'm, I'm thinking.
1: these he, like, according to again, these the translations from these interviews. Some of some of, I was seeing some of the other excerpts. He's been doing sort of almost kind of a press tour, I guess, or like a better term, was that basically like every company that matters has reached out to him. <laughs> Nah. So, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, like the, he didn't mention anybody by by name, but he has said that pretty much every company has reached out to him. So like yeah AEW, New Japan, that kind of thing. He was he was talking about basically that there's a bidding war for his services in Mexico, obviously, which is you know where he kind of cut his teeth, I guess. uh So yeah, he's he's got a lot of opportunities. It's sort of a matter of you know what he wants to do and when, and working out the logistics and all of that.
0: Yeah, in that 90 days, so we'll find out what happened there. But you know what, Smark? We have actually one more thing, and you sent me a video, and I forgot to play it. Um, I guess Asuka was on Up, Up, Down, Down. This was right after she got her teeth kicked out by Shayna. Is what it's looking like? Okay. Um, let's go ahead and play it real quick. Give me one sec. Move my water. Get some volume. Let's hope this plays. Let's do
1: this.
0: <laughs> Speaking of smiles, how is your tooth? <laughs> okay.
1: It's terrible, terrible, oh, no. terrible, terrible. No. Terrible. Uh, I have still
0: temporary teeth. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I'm busy uh, going to the dentist to fix them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So for example, I uh, saw so that dentist. Checked my teeth and I took a, uh, X-ray. Then one week later, I as uh, so that dentist posed to me go to the another dentist. Ah. Uh. Yes. Then,
1: then uh, one week later, I went to both dentists. Both dentists again. Then in the end. I had to go to three different dentists. What?
0: <laughs> what? So many. <laughs> so many. I'm so busy.
1: So the the dentist said uh you can get new teeth six months from now.
0: Six months? <laughs> six
1: months? Yeah. That yeah so long. So long. Yeah, this is because um my bone so was Broken.
0: Oh, A oh your gums.
1: Yeah, gums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bones? Um, uh, I, I don't know. team you yeah. Your fracture. Yeah. But not pain. No pain. So I'm happy. It's no problem. But good.
0: Yeah, it was scary. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, I'm I'm glad you're you're getting better. I'm glad.
1: <laughs> I feel better. Yeah.
0: Xavier has that look like he wants to call Brad Maddox and grab a camera.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: First of all, doing
1: a little bit of a sequel.
0: Um, I'm just saying, Asuka's adorable talking here. Absolutely just fucking adorable watching this. But yeah, he's got that look. He's got that smile going. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, man. Three dentists and man, that almost took six months. I'm glad she went and found a new dentist. Obviously when she was doing two dentists, it was the dentist and the dental surgeon. I would figure. Not all dentists are dental surgeons. Guess I-, I
1: can't contribute anything to that. I haven't been to a
0: dentist in fucking forever. Oh, I hate going to the fucking dentist, dude. Hate it. Hate it. I do not go very much. I'm probably need I should go more. I have actually pretty shitty teeth.
1: Nice. I, mean, I mean, I just do yeah. my best, but just you know, staying on top of brushing and all that kind of shit. But, you know, I haven't gone quite a while either. I've,
0: you know what? I'll, I'll tell you one of my bad habits. I don't brush at night, and I haven't since I was a kid.
1: Hmm.
0: And you want to know something, though?
1: What's up? Uh,
0: Knock on wood. Never had a cavity in my life. I don't think I have either. Ah, there you go. Actually, I I, I, yeah. I
1: take that back. I think I did because I had a filling.
0: Only thing I've ever only only surgery I've ever had is my wisdom teeth pulled. Dental surgery. That's yeah, it.
1: I've, I've been super happy to be able to have avoided that so far.
0: They thought that's what was causing my cluster headaches before I was before. I mean, this was before I was diagnosed. They thought I was just getting migraines. So <laughs> I spent. the insurance took care of the rest. I spent $700 on getting dental surgery that did nothing. The only thing that it it, it, literally, I was having the headaches during the pain, like recovering. They (laughs) literally, when I went to work the next day, they were like, go home. You look like hell. My face was swollen from the surgery. I I went to work the next day and they were like, no, no, no. Go. They didn't even let me come in the building. They were like, just leave. Go. I hadn't slept. These headaches were still new to me. It was tough, man. I mean, I now I know a lot about these headaches, obviously, but I had to learn to teach some doctors about these headaches until I found my neurologist here. But I was, I was learning and teaching doctors. So... <coughs> That was scary.
1: All right. Oh, <clears throat> all right. Yeah, Absolutely. As as real quick aside from that, you know, I did mention that I had a filling because I had the I had the silver the silver tooth. Right. That's the silver filling, and this was when I was a kid. So, I was like, I was real young when I had this. I was still baby teeth situation, mm. and I feel bad for my mom because at this point we were still you know the tooth fairy was still very much a thing. So when that tooth fell out that had the filling on it. I was a fucking static because I thought that having the silver on there would increase the value of the tooth. Cause I was like, Oh man, if it my regular teeth, I get like five bucks for like, I can't imagine how much I'm going to get when this fucking thing falls. This, so I was like, I can't wait. This is a 20s but, pie. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you get? I'm probably like 10 bucks. I don't know. I, yeah. I, she, 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 I did end up getting a little bit more, but it wasn't, it wasn't quite the windfall that I had hoped.
0: Dude. I first time my older one lost a tooth my wife was like give him five bucks I'm like I used to get a fucking quarter inflation you gotta adjust I used to get a fucking quarter under my pillow and be ecstatic about that
1: I'd put it in my my bank you 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 get on your bicycle and you go to the five with ten well kinda (laughs) they still have those actually oh
0: yeah Oh, yeah. They're all around, man. But uh, uh, this weeb says the rocks dipped you. Uh, Get tooth fairy. You made a powerful enemy that day. Yeah. There you go. All right. I think we're done, man.
1: Sounds like yeah, I think
0: so All right, let me get a little bit of music rolling behind us Our usual take your drunken ass home Playing in the background As we do the ending plugs Which of course starts out with the high marks That's Cheese man, that's Mojo That's G-Wiz and G-Wiz You should be checking them out right over there On the Mixler.com Slash Metal Mitt Network Double those T's when you're typing Mitt And uh, you can check them out Sundays 8.30pm Eastern Time Check out the High Marks and, of course, we got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blade. You can find them on all the usual podcast platforms. The InHuman Experience. Subscribe. You want to be ready when they come back. Or just go subscribe and binge listen. That's what I would do if I was here. Uh, go do that. And we've got the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Once again, all the usual podcast platforms. And you can catch them on Blog Talk Radio. Just start typing the name in Blog Talk. It will not let you finish everything Unscripted Wrestling And of course, shout out to Stephen Milan, sharing the show, much appreciated. Find him over there on the letterboxd, dot com slash Stephen Milan. There's two L's in Milan. And you can always find us on YouTube, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, Yeah, I don't know if I said YouTube, Anchor, and of course, you can find us right here,
1: Mixer.com, slash Dirty Dudes, go! Yes, sir. Monday's 8.30 on the Minute Podcast Network, right here on the Mixler device. Be sure to check out our main man, cheese man, cheese man, cheese on sports, also on the Minute Podcast Network, but be sure to 10.30 a.m. Sundays spend your Sundays with the Modex and Guns, Mojo and Dirk, and last, but never, ever, ever, least. be sure to check out our friends at Planet, our it's the Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, and Yucky Nasty. All 16 episodes are available for your listening, pleasure, As well as season two, so be sure to be subscribed because you want to be prepared. Always be prepared. Be a Boy Scout and be subscribed to Planet Rack on
0: Tour. There you go. Get there while you can. The place fills up quick. <laughs> All right. That's it on that note. You know we're going to be right here Friday, right here on Mexture.com. That's Dirt Sheet Dudes. On that note, smart. at you hanging. See you. Peace.